0: Hey everybody, and welcome to podcast 42, Life, the Universe, and Reckoning. I suppose the podcast will start with a update about my life in general. For the universe section, I will talk about what's going on in the gaming universe, and then I'll probably talk quite a bit about Reckoning. Hopefully everybody has a good time. So let's see, life update. I am still homeless. I'm still looking for a car too. People are still being either dumb or the cars are just really old or ugly or broken or all three. I'm not getting quite as much tax money as I thought I would but I will have enough to expand my car searching money just a tiny bit so hopefully that will help me find something. I'm still not in a very high range, I'm still going to cap around 1700 so that's pretty low so you know most of the stuff I'm looking at isn't going to be perfect no matter what. My ankle is pretty much mostly better from being broken back in August and getting out of the cast in mid-September I think it was. I don't quite have full mobility yet, I mean I am walking around normally but when I take steps you know upstairs and stuff I do kind of go kind of slow and carefully. Just today, there was a couple of times when I sort of slipped and it was kind of like, Ow. you know, it wasn't really bad, but it wasn't wasn't good either. It mostly has, I guess, uh, up and down flexibility issues. It doesn't quite have the strength it used to. The doctor did say it could take a year or more to, you know, fully recover and for the swelling to all go down. Pretty sure there isn't any swelling beyond what's, you know, normal for your ankles. One thing I have found with my new boots that uh, zip up the side is that pretty much every day your ankles are slightly different sized plus you know depending on your clothes whatever you're wearing that will change the size as well so zippers up the side uh, I don't know not so helpful I mean it's great for taking them off really fast but in terms of them fitting nice and snugly and being in you know perfect position they're kind of off a little bit all the time so I would actually recommend against boots with uh, zippers on the side if you have a choice Even though I am still homeless and I don't have a car to sleep in, I do still have the access to the sanctuaries that I sneak into at night, so, you know, you don't have to worry about me too much. I am, you know, dry and warm-ish. I haven't been getting as sick as I have in past years, so that's, that's a plus. The weather is warming up a little bit. I saw that the groundhog predicted uh, six more weeks of winter, so I guess we'll see in the coming days. But today, and, you know, off and on for the past week or so, it's been almost weather that I wish I had shorts on during the middle of the day. You know, in the morning and the night, it's a bit chilly, but, you know, midday, it's been kind of nice and sunny. In general, I suppose my mood has been a little sadder than not. During the day, I am, you know, pretty good, especially the days when I go to class, because the class I have now is learning C. So there's a lot of, you know, computer and gamer people in there. And so I chat with them, you know, sometimes and I feel kind of like a normal person on Tuesday and Thursday, just a guy, you know, regular person. So those days during the day, I'm a little bit, you know, better in terms of mood. But overall, probably my mood has been you know, declining a little bit because it has been more than three and a half years now that I've been homeless. And I have been looking for, you know, a better job and better career for probably four years, maybe, you know, give or take. And it seems like, you know, no matter what I do, nothing is really improving. It's like I make a small step forward and then something seems to knock me back. Like I got my gaming laptop in, you know, early last year, around march I think, March, April. And then not too long ago, you know, I lost my car. So everything, you know, that I could have saved up, you know, and built up towards whatever, now that I had my laptop and a car, you know, now I've lost a car again. And that's the third car in the last year and a half that I've lost. So as like, step forward, I have a gaming system again, you know, lose a car. Now, any money I would have saved up during the whole year is lost trying to get a new car. So overall, you know, I feel like I, I just keep slipping back no matter what happens. So that's uh, pretty depressing. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to stay optimistic, trying to still uh, hope that I find something better and get back in home and, and get some kind of normal life again. I would you know, very much like to live a happy rabbit life where I get to do my hardware and gaming stuff all the time and go to conventions and do more coverage. But since an average life seems so far away, a happy rabbit life seems almost impossible at this point. But as always, you know, my life is what it is and I can only control what I can try and control for. And, um, you know, just keep hoping for the best. Been playing the Diablo 3 beta quite a bit lately. At first I wasn't really into it because there wasn't a whole lot going on. Now they've added some more content so there's more items and your blacksmith that crafts items has more items to pick from and as I'm leveling him up he's got some really awesome looking stuff that I'm looking forward to. There's not a whole lot of random items that drop that are better. I think primarily because they aren't yet implemented. Most of the game really isn't implemented yet. It's still just the first act, as it were, and, you know, there's there's random bosses. So there are some bosses in there, and there's random events, and those are, you know, both really awesome. I like the random elements, but there's, there's not a whole lot of stuff dropping that's really awesome. I mean, you get, you know, plenty of stuff, as it were, but it's not more awesome than the blacksmith, I think. And so it was kind of strange because I played with a friend of mine... And he just got into the beta, so I didn't have anyone to play with before unless I wanted to, you know, just play with random people, which I don't really like to do that in those kind of games. But it was kind of strange because he was kind of rushing through to get to the end boss, and it's like, there's only one end boss. The rest are random bosses. Why Why are you rushing? I don't understand. And I tend to be more of a completionist. I get, you know, every monster there is, I make sure the level's clear, I smash all the stuff. So it's very different styles, and I'd I'd kind of forgotten that that can happen in these kind of games, and that's why I didn't play Diablo 2 online, really because there is that sort of difference in personality and if you're a completionist like me and you're playing with somebody who's just like you know farming it's really different because the one person's trying to run as fast as they can to the bosses and the other person's trying to be sure that they get all the stuff so it's like you've got this rope between you and it just gets tighter and tighter and like I said you know if you don't complete the level 100% and look around you might miss an event you might miss a random boss So it actually really is kind of counterproductive to rush through and just go to the one main boss at the end. Now I have heard that in earlier phases of the beta you didn't get any experience from anything as you got higher level except for the bosses and the end boss because I don't think that the difficulty levels are implemented yet so you know that first run through when you're going level 0 to 10 that's pretty much the best time for you to do the content after that first run through you're kinda over leveled and so you know the more times you do it the less and less experience you get because you know you're higher and higher level so I don't know bit of an odd experience there I am more into it than before. I don't know why. Maybe it's because there is a little bit more content there. There is a little bit more going on in terms of random events. And maybe, too, it is because I am not playing really anything else at the moment, as it were. This recording is being done before Reckoning, so I have, you know, a few days left before Reckoning comes. And then I'll be playing that a ton. But I don't know. You know, with my recent uh, disappointment in Rift and Star Wars The Old Republic in terms of them being... Whack-a-mole style and I don't like that. You know, maybe something like Diablo 3 could be one of my main games from now on because You know, it is a style that I like. There are fewer buttons. Not that I don't like hitting buttons It's just I don't like the whack-a-mole So this could be one of the games that is, you know, perfect for me as it were I liked Diablo 2 quite a bit, but I didn't play it a ton. From what I recall I just didn't like the static nature of the environments but with Diablo 3, it seems like the places are, you know, random enough and you are inside, at least for Act 1, you're inside a considerable amount of time. So there is a lot more randomization than, I think, in Diablo 2. And I'm really happy with that. If I were to design a game, I would design it sort of in chunks. And, you know, it's... it's uh, standard sized dungeon say it's a grid of three by three and then you've got nine chunks that could be randomized you know i'm really into that kind of thing so you know i like randomization but i like some predictability in terms of knowing where i'm going or you know my goal so diablo three lots of fun there's still a lot of content missing talents are not in yet gems are not in yet i haven't even seen a, a socketable item yet at all the auction house as far as I know is still not in yet. It, I think it's really close to being ready but you know it's not in yet. And again you know we're limited to just act one so not a lot to see and it's like an hour hour and a half or so if you you know don't stop. So not a lot of content to see there so far. And as I said when I first got in you know NDA has already been down so you can go ahead and you know, search it on YouTube and there's probably, you know, dozens and dozens of videos you can check out if you want to look at it in person. For the universe section, there isn't a whole lot going on in my life that's really positive and I don't follow politics. And of course I wouldn't want to bring politics into my podcast because that's not what this is about. So I guess I can talk about some gaming stuff in general that's going on that is kind of cool to look out for. As I've mentioned in the last couple of podcasts, there are the changes to MMOGs coming up in The Secret World and Guild Wars 2. So that should hopefully shake up MMOGs a bit and bring some new life into it. It's been pretty stagnant the last 10 plus years it's been around. It's pretty much the same thing just over and over again. So seeing something different should be a cool and interesting change. Mass Effect 3 should be out in I think about a month. It's due out in like March. A demo is due out on the 14th so that's sad for people who have Valentine's Day plans. But if you don't you can do some Mass Effect 3 demo playing. And Bioware is very awesome for making, I guess you could say, story-driven game in a genre that has been kind of forgetting about story for quite some time. So hopefully there will be a lot of cool interaction with your companions and a lot of interesting stories to hear along the way in your journeys. And I'm very much looking forward to how they are advancing the Paragon and Renegade um, sort of status slash alignment for your character. It was very cool to see in Mass Effect 2, but I don't think they quite used it as much as they could have in terms of how it relates to NPC interaction. So hopefully they've they've brought that up to the next level as it were, and hopefully other games will start following suit in terms of, you know, faction with your companions and maybe overall alignment of the character. That's kind of something that hasn't been thought about in games a whole lot, so it's really cool to see that finally moving forward. I've never really been one for realistic shooters. But Max Payne 3 is doing some really awesome advancements. They've changed sort of the way that bullets are calculated in that impacts are going to be very realistic in terms of where they hit you in location and the amount of force they're hitting you with. Also, characters will be able to run around and shoot basically in 360 degrees. Pretty much every game so far limits you to like forward facing or you're pointing your gun exactly straight in one direction. But with Max Payne 3, you'll be able to run, you know, pretty much one direction and shoot like to the side or maybe kind of behind you. You know, wherever you need to shoot, it will calculate your parts separately to account for that. What all that means is that you get really awesome scenes, like somebody will pop around a corner and you'll, you know, shoot him in the shoulders and he'll he'll recoil as you hit him. You know, depending on where you hit them or say you're trying to run away from somebody and you don't want them chasing you. You'll shoot them in the legs. They'll fall down and they'll go down on their knees. You know, but they can still try and shoot at you because they have that freedom to shoot any direction. I'll link a video in my notes that um, goes into this in depth because there's a lot of really cool stuff that goes on, you know, revolved around these aspects, which seem really simple. But until now, games just haven't incorporated it because it's really complicated to code for. And I think only in recent times have computers really had the power to do it really well. Like I said, I've never really followed these games or played them all that much, but I'm giving serious consideration to picking up Max Payne 3 because it looks so awesomely realistic in terms of, you know, rendering how the impacts happen. Note that the game and the video are, I I think, teen or mature rated. So if you're not allowed to watch violent or bloody things, um, you know, don't look at it. Close your eyes. Don't look. In terms of hardware, as I mentioned before, AMD and NVIDIA are launching their new graphics card generations. The AMD 7970 and 7950 are both out. The 7950 just recently launched. And it ekes out the NVIDIA GTX 580, which was the previous single GPU chip king of the hill, as it were. So now AMD is back on top for a little bit because they have the top performing cards. I personally do not count and do not recommend multiple GPU chip cards, at least not yet, maybe sometime in the future. But they tend to be really ridiculously expensive and they tend to be kind of buggy in comparison to just running, you know, dual regular cards. There's just, you know, too much of a chance for errors on those kind of cards. Also, you know, as manufacturing gets refined and bugged cards get sent back to manufacturers they're going to have a lot less of those cards. So they're going to have a lot less information to go on in terms of, you know, making revisions and tweaks to it to make it, you know, better down the line. I believe if you were going to build a new system, you might want to target around Bunny Day because I think by then the majority of the mid-range stuff from both manufacturers should be out. So if you get one of the new generation cards, if you want to get one of the previous generation cards, You know, you should get a pretty good deal and plenty of supply at that time. And that's all I can think of of the gaming universe, as it were, for the universe section of the podcast. And of course, if I forgot anything, I will undoubtedly ramble about it in the future. So I've been playing through Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning a bit lately. I think I just hit level 16 before I stopped for today and had to come here. For me it's been about a little over an hour per level. I'm not spending a whole lot of time not fighting and running around. I am using fast travel so that's um, you know a quicker way to get around. I am doing a lot of the conversation so if you're the type of person to skip that it would probably go a little bit faster. I would guess maybe you could probably cut it down to 45 minutes or so per level. It's not really about the time I'm spending per level so much as you know as long as I'm having fun with it which I am. When it started the game I was kinda disappointed that it had the same sort of forced one point into each talent tree as the demo has so you can't respec that out of your build until you see a Fate Weaver. You do see the first one pretty quickly though I don't know if you're allowed to respec at that point. I didn't do it until a fair bit later. I think I was around level 8 when I did my first respec. It's not terrible I mean it's not the end of the world or anything but you know it is a couple of points in your talent trees. If you're not using those talents then you know you're not using them. This being their first game both from 38 Studios and from Big Huge Games. I looked Big Huge Games up on the web and they've just done strategy games before so I would really count this as their first game since it's a, a completely different genre and style for them. There are some issues. The camera is too close overall, especially if you're used to an MMOG. It's really tied into your character. It moves a little bit out when you're running. And when you get into combat, it will typically zoom out as far as it needs to go. But sometimes it doesn't quite detect the bad guys right. And so, you know, not all of them are in the view. There are some, you know, out of view you can't see and, you know, you do wish it would zoom out more. But that's something, you know, they can patch in later and hopefully they will. There are some issues with conversation cameras in that sometimes it's too close or too low or it's like behind a a wall or a bush. And so sometimes you know it's kind of obstructed or weird. With one conversation I had with somebody he was looking at me but I was at a 90 degree angle to him sort of just kind of ignoring him. A positive and negative about the game is that you get lots and lots of side quests. It does make note of which is the main quest, which is side quests, and which are faction quests in your log, so it's really easy to tell which is which. But I would recommend if you don't want to do a lot of fast travel back and forth, and you don't want to do a lot of extra running around, you might want to see what quests you've picked up and which ones are local to your area. You can pretty easily swap from the quest menu to the map menu, so it's a pretty pretty quick swap to see where different quests are. Also as you're running around. Even if the quest isn't active, it will still have markers on the map. So the the regular quest marker is a gold ring, and if it's an inactive quest, it will be a silver ring. So it's not like you'll miss anything. You'll still see the little ring, and you'll be like, oh, there's there's a quest here. I'll just grab that real quick since it's here. People do seem kind of puppet-like in animations. Their faces and animations are kind of limited. Their gestures with their hands and stuff is also pretty limited. It works okay, though. I mean, again, this is the first game by these guys, so... I cut them a lot of slack, some people might not. It's it's solid work, you know, it's it's pretty good. Again, it's a brand new company. They're not bioware. They don't have tons and tons of experience with previous, you know, IPs that have gone on for several games. And you know, these guys are new, so they're they're getting a feel for things and I think it's a great first showing for what they've done. I'm using a controller, but I would prefer the UI be a little bit more customizable in terms of, you know, putting potions on the hotkey bars and stuff. You can put it on, like, this wheel thing, but I would much rather have it just on a standard hotkey bar. There's no physical game manual, which is kind of weird. I mean, the online one is fine, but it does seem a little bit cheap. It seems kind of odd that they would do that. I suppose games are more and more probably moving towards that as time goes on on a good note there is no need for a physical disc once it's installed you just load up the game and you're good to go that's on PC I'm assuming that on console you would have to have the disc in there while you're playing it's super addictive and when I first got it I didn't want to stop playing I uh, had a lot of fun and I'm still having a lot of fun it is a single player game it is you know sort of I guess you could say storybook slash fairy tale style it's very brightly colored it's not cartoonish per se, I mean it's Todd McFarlane's art style but unless you're into that kind of thing it really won't draw you in like maybe some of the other games will so be mindful of that. I like the art style in general I think it's really good here and there you can find a bit of humor which I like. As example the werewolf type critter will he'll be standing there all gur gur gur, and if he doesn't see you he'll get kinda tired and flop on the ground and then kinda snore a little bit and in the early areas there's a lot of bears and they like to sleep a lot and they'll roll over on their tummy. The art, the music, and the lore all really helped to create a world that really pull me in. It's rare for me to feel like I'm actually in the world and forget the outside world as it were. Usually when I play a game, the feeling that I'm playing a game and that you know the real world is still out there is ever present in my mind. But with Reckoning and a few other single player games lately, I've really been pulled in and sort of forget my regular world worries. My recommendation for builds is early on take the talents that give you sort of new abilities. There are several that are weapon specific, and I would say try to avoid those early on because oftentimes you'll find a couple of weapons that you'll like, but you'll find ones that sometimes are so much better. You'll go against sort of your style for a little bit until you get, you know, a better one of the one that you like more. And if you invest too heavily into those early on, and you don't have a lot of selection then you'll you'll be switching around a lot and you know those talent points will be wasted. I'm getting into blacksmithing and a tip I have is it allows you to name the item that you're building you know I don't pick any names that are too fancy I usually just go by the default but I'll put an asterisk at the end that way I'll know it was something that I crafted because when you salvage stuff that's taking it apart to get the component resources anything that is not currently equipped will be put into that window so you can accidentally salvage stuff that you're sort of saving or stuff that maybe you have a couple of different secondary weapons you switch between or maybe you've got some stuff just in case you know you could accidentally salvage that so a a quick fix for me was to put a star at the end that way I know oh that's something I crafted so you know I'm saving it oh yeah that's that's that thing I've been saving just in case but overall, I like the game a lot. If you like storybooks slash fantasy games that are more console slash action-based, this is definitely one you should pick up. Oh nightmare! So you didn't tell me... So the second ever Head Award goes to EA Origin. I was at work tonight and I tried to play the game and it said I can't log in, I'm not going to let you play. And I was like, what the crap? I checked the forums, I had to call tech support, I asked tech support. And lo and behold, it's the exact same issue as Steam. You have to be in online mode to get into offline mode to be able to play the game when you're not online. Again, I don't understand why they do this. This is completely stupid, especially since it's a single player game. There is no online function. Why force people to be online? And again, just like Steam, you know, if it detects that you're not online, why doesn't it just automatically kick into offline mode? I don't understand. Same problem, same issue. Don't need to rant about it, because I ranted about it last time. Yeah, Origin Service, second ever Dummy Head Award. Whatever happens, you must not cry. You cannot make me cry. Ahoy there and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. <laughs> the following be all the scallions that donated their booty. Evan B, all the way from Australia, did send a small chest of booty for the rabbit. Three cheers for Australia! Hip hip! Arrr! Hip hip! Arrr! Hip hip! Ah! You know much that is hidden though, Tim. Quite. As a quick note to anyone who is a fan of my silly voices, Genesee of the Grey Area asked me to do some voice work for her. So you might want to check out her podcast, um, if you don't regularly. And there would be, um, some silly rabbit voice intro stuff. And that's just some. Um, you know, little silly sayings I did to introduce her new co-host. And they're, they're good times. They're pretty funny. And I've been living too hard to believe things are going to get easier now. I'm still trying to shake off the pain from the lessons I've learned. I'm kind of rushed for time tonight, so this will probably be the fastest close ever. I can't really think of anything else to say for the close, though. Hopefully everybody had a good time. I know there wasn't a whole lot to talk about this time in terms of gaming, more just general overall stuff about what's going on in my life, I suppose, and what's going on in the industry as a whole. But hopefully people found it interesting and entertaining still and had a good time. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. 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 I can't. (laughs) And there's a lot of bears in the early area. They like to roll around on their back and, you know, sleep and... Specific, overall, That sounds like something out of science fiction. We live in a spaceship, dear. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com podcast rabbitsramblings.html If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com if you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbit.com. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number 1 in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.